Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley, uh, and uh, we're bringing a great show for you today. Uh, we're speaking to Richard Smith from uh, 30 Minutes of Good. Uh, let's make it 30 or 40 Minutes of Good Podcasting. <laughs> How are you, Richard? You all right? Morning. Yeah, great to hear you. And I'm looking forward to just telling your listeners a little bit about the project uh, yeah. and hopefully getting some difficult questions from you as well. Wow, I don't know about difficult. We like to make this easy for you guys. So I don't want to be like, oh, what are your political views on what's going on? <laughs> None of that stuff. So, but what we'll do is, um, first of all, I want to find out a bit about you. Um, this is what I like to do is I like to find out where do where, where, where do you start off in in life? Where 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 are you from originally? Yeah, well, I I started teaching maths in Much Wenlock. Some of you listeners might know Much Wenlock. Um, and then after a few years of teaching maths, I thought, oh, I'm going to do something different. So I started teaching computing. But in those days, it was called information technology. So I um, started doing that. And then about eight years ago, it really took off because Michael Gove said that he felt that every student in the country, whether they're primary or secondary, should do computing. So the difference between computing and IT really is IT is more stuff like PowerPoint spreadsheets, whereas computing is actually writing computing computer code to ah. um, build um, perhaps an online game or an app. So we've got students um, around the whole of the UK uh, doing this type of work, and that's my main job. You really can tell, with, with uh, especially with young people, where they started off with with the, the, the lessons with like computing and ICT because I speak to so many young people and I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll need a website for my thing. And they're like, oh, I wrote my own. I designed my own. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and that's, be <laughs> that's because they've had that extra education. Uh, that they When I was a kid, we had one computer for the whole class. Yeah. And you'd have to book a week ahead if you want to use it. It was crazy. Um, but you say a few years, that's 37 years of teaching for you. Yeah. Mm. I mean, what is really good is that lots of people become sort of disenchanted, really. But I think because um, I knew that was a career I wanted and also the change of moving from maths to computing um, and now also including e-safety in that as well keeps it all fresh really yeah um i guess they go hand in hand maths and computing don't they yeah um well yes i people say that to me but then i think of all the um stuff that's required in terms of creativity in terms of graphics or you know like your intro to the the sound the little sound bite for your podcast mm. um so you know people have got different strengths and different frames of mind in terms of creativity so therefore i think the great thing about online digital work is it, it can relate to lots of people so so i try not to fall into that that little phrase of mass and computing go together however um, you do find that a lot of coders um, in in um, big companies tend to have done maths or perhaps music um, in terms of developing those logical processes. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it, it came into its own, didn't it, during lockdown or during the, the pandemic, you know, because... 
I imagine there were a lot of coders, uh, website developers, um, e-commerce um, sort of developers that were kind of rubbing their hands during the pandemic because everybody just went online, didn't they? Um, yeah. So, so you may you may have taught someone that's probably helped with this uh, revolution of of, um, of technology. That would be lovely. I mean, there's there's a lad up the road that I've known since he was five years old, and and I bumped into him, and he said, "Oh yeah, over over lockdown, I've learned a new computer language called Python." I said, "Oh, well, how did you do that?" And he said, "Yeah, I just learned it all online." Um, so that's really interesting, and and there are so many jobs um, in in our country, well, and across the world, but we're short of people in this country to to do um things to do with uh technology so for example you can imagine online security um so if you if if you want to develop your skills um you can do that i'm just going to give out one website that i use with primary and secondary um and it's called um w3 schools and it's american site and oh. it's, all, it's all free and you can just go through a series of lessons um and learn stuff such as python which i mentioned but the children that i teach even in primary school um we work with something called html which is basically um the the, the language that's used to design websites um so we've got children um as young as six who are editing um, text on screen to develop their own web page. Yeah, I was speaking to Andy McEwen uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he was saying, "Oh, yeah, I, I can I can type in like sixteen different languages uh, to, to to design software." And I had no idea there were so many different like l- languages and things you can use to make software and to code. Um, so that's really interesting to me, someone as an outsider, you know. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting about Andy is he, he uses all those technological um, skills for for the graphical side, as yeah. you said, to do with projection. Um, but all that has to be programmed, if you think of it. So there might mm. be some sort of um, special, um, special language that's that's needed for his uh, section of technology. So, um, in terms of advice for your um, listeners, really, um, children that do computer science in secondary school tend to uh, learn Python. And Python is a real growth area, so lots of companies will will use Python as well. So it's quite a nice one one to start with. If oh, you cool. if you want to have a little look, um, go to a search engine and type ten most useful computer languages for getting a job or something like that, and and you'll get you'll get get a list there. Um, and then, obviously, if you want to get a job in that area, you need to learn the language, but then get some sort of certificate. So you will need to probably go through a company that provides proper certification that's mm. recognized by by an organization where you want a job. Um, one of the lovely stories that I, I found was that I, I wanted some, some business cards and... Um, I just typed in business cards uh, for, for schools or something, and and they, I went on designed the business card, and then I found it was like um, somebody, just coincidentally in Shropshire, uh, who were in like a, a little industrial unit, and I didn't know where they were because their website was so brilliant, and there was no need for me to know 
where they were. Where so, they were, yeah. so if you're if you're sort of in a, in a very rural area and you're worried about about getting a job, just think of the globe as a, as a big place that you can search for jobs, um, search for training, and also link up with other people via social networking. It's crazy to think about, isn't it? Because, you know, there's all these amazing stories of, you know, uh, breaking out there and getting to, to London or to the big city lights, you know, and, uh, you know, escaping Dodge, whatever they call it, getting yeah. out of Dodge. Well, you don't need to anymore, do you? No. <laughs> the, the world's there for you to uh, access for, for the computer. It's crazy. It's, it really is brilliant. Um, and it's, it's really helped me and people like me that, you know, I ha- yeah, I have this local um, interest and in sort of, you know, telling people well, what's going on in Shrewsbury, but we get listeners all around the world and I don't have to travel far to get that out there. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. Um, so you, you taught for, for a very long time. Um, are you a retired teacher now? Is that, is that it? You, no, you I'm glad to say I'm not. Um, I'm having cool, cool. Um, just one term off to do this new project that we're going to talk about. And then I'm going back in September. What's really nice is I've, I've got lots of bookings for September, especially in the area of e-safety. Schools book me to go in and talk to parents or children or governors um, and just tell them about some of the the issues, first of all, and then just some top tips on, on how to stay safe online. Okay, so what sort of uh, dangers are you looking for then with with e-safety? In terms of young people, both primary and secondary, the biggest danger at the moment is they love to live stream. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, they might might, um, put on a little costume and do do a dance, but they might, for example, do that in their bedroom and Mm -hmm. therefore some unsavory character will try and message them and say, Oh, you look pretty or you look handsome. And by the way, your bedroom looks comfortable. And immediately if they reply, they're into some conversation um, with a stranger who might be pretending to be, um, you know, a 10 year old or whatever, but it's actually an adult who's got, you know, horrible things going on in their mind. And, um, as soon as that young person starts to converse with that, say, adult, um, it, it becomes a little bit like a, some sort of addiction. So they get some praise from, say, the person doing the texting, doing the messaging, um, and then they'll respond, and then they'll get another message, and then um, sometimes it will go on over months. And groomers um, are known to work with a hundred different um, students or young people and um, groom them over several months. So it's not just like over a day. And that's why it's very dangerous because they get that they, the the, the child almost becomes dependent on that conversation, especially if they're teenagers and they're having issues with um, existing family relationships, they'll be looking to make new friends. It is scary. As a as a father of, uh, you know, he's six, my, my youngest. Um, and TikTok is like this crazy thing now. You know, he likes to look at the idea of TikTok. He's not on TikTok. He won't be on TikTok. Uh, and he sees what I do, the podcasting and the streaming and things. Like that, and he wants to be a bit like daddy. And I have to be very, I have to be very careful with what I do, especially with um, when it comes to like, 
waded into comment sections on Facebook and things with, with these arguments that are going on. I can't do that anymore because they see my name and they see me attached to the Shrewsbury Biscuit. And I, I know that there are dangers. People can attack me. Um, but with a kid, obviously, you, you feel a bit more protective. Obviously, there's like you just saying, there's some terrible things that can happen just with a com- with you know with a conversation um i think it's very very important that you're doing that um and so you're going around schools and talking about that um with the kids or with the, with the teachers to sort of teach on pass on yeah so for example um basically a school will contact me that that my main job is um a website called amazing ict www.amazingict.co.uk so people go on there i've been doing that for um 10 years so it's quite well known and then people just contact me and say we've been having an issue with a particular social network can you come in and and talk to the children Mm -hmm. um often year fives or year sixes and and just you know just tell them some 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 stuff some facts um and it's got it's got to be i found you know it can't just be frightening the kids through horror stories it's got to be like a like it's got to be some top tips really um and get them to to talk more um either to each other or their parents and some parents they fall into the trap of saying oh i'm not very good on computers I let my child do it all. Well, as soon as you do that, the child goes into all the settings and uh, mm. they can do anything. Um, uh, so it, when I work with the, with the parents, it's, it's, it's very much telling them that they are actually in control. You know, they're the parent of the child. Um, so it's like, you know, you, you might not let your six-year-old out after, after nine o'clock at night in the dark. Well, you know, you, you wouldn't let, therefore, let, a child take um a laptop into a bedroom and it be completely um free to contact anybody in the world it's just not sensible yeah absolutely and one of one of the the biggest apps that my kid uses is is youtube and you forget that there's a comment section on youtube you know there's there's there are ways for for nasty people to get you know attacked. what would you say to i was having a really interesting conversation uh, just a couple of weeks ago actually we were talking about facebook and the correct age for a child or a youngster to have you, uh, facebook a facebook account where they can speak to people uh my my response is 21 because <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I know how bad facebook can be <laughs> what advice would you give to to parents yeah, that are I thinking mean, about this the the actual age is 13 for for facebook um a lot of the children actually think of facebook as something for older people so they tend to go on instagram um so the nice, the nice about nice thing about Instagram is there's lots of flexibility. It's very easy to upload pictures, videos, um, and it's very easy to to like stuff and comment. So it's a it's a very well designed um, interface, really. Um, mm-hmm. So in terms of say Instagram or Facebook, the parents have have got to um, really say say to the children you you've got to be aware of the settings so you know if you put a picture out to the public that means anybody in the world whereas you can send it just to your friends so that's the first thing is to to look at settings 
And then just to talk to them in, a, I would say, a sort of non-threatening way, if you can, and say, well, actually, a bit like we've talked about this morning, there's lots of opportunities in terms of technology. But w with opportunities comes dangers as well. So try and give that balance view. But ultimately, um, the parents, as I say, um, you know they're in charge of their own family of, of the children so they they perhaps need to get something where um, they are in control of um, say a time when the internet cuts out um, for, for certain age groups and a lot of the uh, internet service providers ISPs um, will now provide you with something and you can get online stuff so there's something called Google Families Microsoft mm -hmm. families where you can set it up. So if you've got children of different ages, you can set up different um, different rights for the different ages. Okay, so you can have like an, an administrative account that controls everything else. That's quite yeah, cool. and that's that's really useful. Um, yeah. Another thing, while we're on this topic, um, is you can get get um, a phone which is called Monkey um, and if you get a, it's a google android phone for your child and um it means that as long as you don't give it them straight away and you you pair it to your own phone you could you're actually you can actually see what they're doing on the phone because the trouble is you know it used to be that we we let secondary school kids have phones whereas now you know children as as young as five and six want phones so it's a way of, of giving them a phone, but being in control of what apps they download and who mm. they contact. Um, I'm just going to search and find how to spell that because I know your listeners might be interested in that. Yeah, there might be. Um, uh, while you're searching that, I mean, I want to procrastinate a little bit because there are, there are lots of ways that companies are trying to bring uh, the younger generation into into the modern modern uh way of thinking about technology for example there was a company out there that were trying to um they had a bank card like a credit card type thing that you put the pocket money on for kids yeah. and you teach them how to use a bank card the, the, the yeah 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 things like this i think that's fantastic people were going oh my god you can't do that these are children we're talking about but when i was younger you know, we didn't have the ability to just swipe a, a, a bank card and pay for something. You'd have to go to the ATM, get the money out, and then go pay with cash. Or, you know, they didn't have that. So I think I think these ideas of bringing kids into the modern world in a exactly. slow, methodical way is very important and interesting. Yeah, so, you know, that, as you say, that, that also gets over an issue that we're having a lot in schools where um, the parents will let their child... Um, have access to their credit card so they, so they can buy um, uh, additions for their online avatars, if you like. Minecraft. So might, yeah. Um, so what you just talked about there, Alex, is brilliant because you're, you're saying to the child, well, actually, um, I'll put £10 on that account, but if you spend £10 on your Minecraft avatar, you can't then spend £10 on, on another online game. Exactly. So that's really yeah. good. I found the phone now. It's M O N Q I. Okay, M O N Q I. Um, and what the way it's described here is the kids' smartphone featuring um, a browser that includes safe search and lets parents view a child's searches in real time as well as what they download, and they're in control. 
So have a little look. Um, oh. And, you know, it might be really interesting for... Um, I'm yeah. just trying to ask, Yeah, I've got the spelling right, so that's fine. I'm on the uh, website now. It looks amazing. Yeah. Um, so, so that's going to really help your listeners, actually. Okay. Well, we'll um, I might get in touch with Monkey and, and have a word with him, see if they they can send me out something to look at. You yeah, 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 definitely. Mm. And and fe- you could feature them. Um, and what it says is a bit like you said with the the credit card type thing. It says uh, Monkey Mobile starting children the right way. So it's it's almost like saying, yeah, you can have a phone, but you know there's got to be some rules to it because there's some dangers. Um, oh, this, this is all very interesting stuff. You could we could do another podcast about this, Richard. Uh, oh, we can. <laughs> yeah, I mean we, we could. The, the the thing about e safety is it's changing all the time. Which you you know you talk to me about why I'm still teaching after 37 years. I think you know it's it's when your career stays interesting really. So I have to mm. stay up to date, and therefore I'm stimulated. So therefore I want to carry on doing my work really. It's really important, isn't it? Especially when you speak teaching kids to be almost ahead of the game because they'd be like, "Oh, kids." Uh, I'm enjoying playing Minecraft, and like, oh, it's not about that. It's about Fortnite. Oh, kids, yeah. you enjoying playing Fortnite? It's not about that anymore. We're playing this, and you know, it's it's yeah. constantly moving. You gotta you gotta stay in touch with it all. But you look, I mean, let's uh, let's talk about your 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 this new thing. Thirty minutes of good that you've 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 put together because it sounds very interesting. It sounds very positive for starters, and I think we need a bit of yeah. that in the world at the moment. Um, so, where did this come from? This idea? Well. What happened was um, I was in, in Bridge North and um, there was a homeless person sitting on the floor and, and, I, and I normally might give him some money or some food and I thought, this, I feel a bit powerless here because I, I don't know whether this person needs any money because loads of people might have given them money. Um, so I thought, well, what could I do that's just a bit different? So I just had a, I walked along the street a bit and then I thought um, I, I could contact the council and find out what facilities are available in Shropshire and Bridgenorth. And it was quite interesting because by the time I'd walked up and down a few times, rung Shropshire Council and they'd given me Bridgenorth Council's number. It was exactly 30 minutes and and. And I felt I'd actually achieved something because they said they were going to send a housing officer out. Um, during the pandemic, apparently, um, it's compulsory now for local authorities, if they get a report of somebody that's homeless, for them to send somebody out to talk to them to find out, um, you know, what the situation is with them. So that was exactly what, what I wanted. And they, they kindly rang me back, actually, afterwards and said... This this person, um, you know, has been seen several times, and we're going to put them in a hostel for a couple of days. Um, so, so that was positive. So it gave me. It's like any idea. You you need some sort of stimulus to get you going. So, the next thing I did was just wrote wrote a few notes, and then um, I put something on Facebook talking about social media, saying I got this idea. Can anybody design a logo for me? And funnily enough, a friend that I went to college with 40 years ago, who now lives in South Africa, said, oh, yeah, I'm a graphic designer. I'll do it for you. So that's where the logos come from. And, and loads of people love the logo. So I'll just mm. give out the domain name now and then 
people can type it in. So it's www30, the number 30, and then mins, M-I-N-S, of good, all one phrase, dot com. So you can see the logo. And it's got a little clock on it. It's got the word 30 and then of good. So um, within a logo, um, it, 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 it almost says what, what the website's about. And that's going to be useful for your listeners if they want to design their own logo. You know, it's no use having a couple of letters. Um, say, so my name's Richard Smith. It's no use saying RS in wonderful graphic design if it doesn't <laughs> tell you what the, the website's about. So um, that was a really interesting program. Prog- um, section of of the work um and then um i can design websites myself but i decided um that i was going to get somebody else to do it because i was too busy in my schools so i got somebody in newport to do it called neil cole and he's done a tremendous job um and he's done it on wordpress so a little bit more technology here WordPress is the most popular site to build websites on. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can create your own free WordPress website. You mentioned students you talk to. Um, But you get adverts um, popping up. So um, I decided to pay Neil to build this for me. Um, So he's he's got a paid WordPress account. Ah, I see. Um, but that's interesting. If people want to have a go at WordPress, it's it's all free, yeah, and, yeah. and you can create an account and you can build your own website. So anyway, um, the next stage was actually um, just thinking, well, what what ideas might might I like? So I'll just give you a couple so that your listeners can uh, can can just get a, an idea of what what it's about. So. There's one um, about um, animal rescue. Um, so just thinking about lockdown and a lot of people have been really focusing on their local community a bit more. And that's been very positive. So so there might be people there who have been listening to, to birds or spotted, you know, a badger or a fox who hadn't done that before or seen hedgehog um so so that section is talking about the fact that if you got half an hour to spare um why don't you just search for animal rescue places in your area um and there's loads in shropshire it's interesting Mm. because in um south shropshire we've got the uk center for hedgehogs um, it's called the British Hedgehog Preservation Society near Ludlow. Um, so that was really interesting that, you know, we've got this big county and, and within that county, there's loads of stuff that we don't actually know. So anyway, so you could you could search for that and then you could find out how you could help them. Um, so it might be doing some fundraising in half an hour, just asking a few friends to donate something or just using social media to tell people about um, the plight of animals and why it's important that we all try and help animals in our community. So these are these are so the way that the the website is is designed uh, for the listeners that haven't gone out there and looked. By the way, first go and have a look. It's like they're like challenges. They're like well, yeah. I, cha- I challenge you to go and spend half an hour doing this, and you might do some good. Um, exactly. That's brilliant you you 
you're the first person that's expressed it as succinctly as that. Yeah. And mm. what's interesting about that is that <laughs> a lot of I found um, in my job that a lot of people have got good intentions. They want to be positive. They want to do good. But often because their lives are so busy or there's other stuff going on or they might be worried about stuff that they don't actually do much. So as you say, if, if we can express it, that it's a 30 minute challenge, then everybody's got 30 minutes to spare. So, so that's, thank you for that, Alex. I'm going <laughs> to use that if I may, and I will Please do. Um, put your name next to it. So, yeah. Um, so let me, <laughs> let me give you um, another one. Um, this is called musical musing. Um, during lockdown, I've noticed that lots of people have been talking about music and this provides them with some links, um, to spend half an hour just getting into music. So this one isn't so much about helping other people. It's about helping themselves. And then the idea would be if they liked a particular website or a particular, um, product on there then they can tell other people so everything all the stuff on there is free and then they might even get into doing a bit of live music because i notice in Sh in shrewsbury you've got a rock school which is looks brilliant for i think it's 11 to 18 year olds so but the thing about music is you know it's it's quite complicated and you might have been put off music at school like i was so it might be quite nice just to have a little go at, um, you know, um, an online synthesizer on your computer or on your tablet or on your phone. And that will get you into understanding about music. And I've used the websites on there with um, four year olds. So um, there's some stuff on there that's suitable for, for, for ch very, very young children. I like the I like the idea of using music as a as a, th as a little thirty minute project just to get started because it's like it's like um, it's like throwing a pebble down down a mountain, isn't it? You know, it starts off this thirty minute thing. Oh, I like the idea of that, and it builds up and builds up. Next thing you know, you've yeah. got an avalanche. You know, uh, yeah. and. I, I have this similar idea for a community podcast project um, where it's a very similar um, way of like the school of rock with Jack Black. I love that film. It's one of my favorite things yeah, ever because yeah. you have the core musicians of the band, but you also have the lighting expert and the, yeah. the guy that does the fashion and the guy that does the security and everyone gets involved. Everyone gets a shot at this. And so like this idea of a community podcast project is we have our hosts, we have writers, we have editors and we have social media managers. We have all these kind of things and everyone, gets involved in this uh, project that can do well for the community and i think yeah. claire, claire from lovely land in shrewsbury i think we're going to speak to her about that maybe starting that sometime so maybe there's another one there for you richard start yeah, a podcast. And i think, <laughs> I think the, the the one word for me that's come out of the pandemic is community um yeah. and you know you you i was just reading about um the the poorest area um in birmingham and the fact that they hadn't even got um, because there's there's been less money pumped into it than had been hoped, they haven't even got a, a local shop or a, a pub or a you know a place of worship, um, and therefore if you haven't got those focal areas, you have that it's very hard to have a community. So I think there's a role for online communities, a bit like you're doing with your podcasting. Um, 
and a bit like I'm trying to do with the um, the website I'm doing. So to to help community across the world really um, develop. Amazing. And how are you? Uh, first of all, the feedback. Have you had good feedback? Have people got involved with this already? Yeah. Um, the feedback um, has, has been positive. Uh, it's been interesting because I was thinking they'd probably say, oh, what a great idea. But they actually, the, their first one is they absolutely love, love the logo. So that's been really <laughs> good because it's, it's meant that it's got, it's sort of diverted in me to me saying, well, well why don't you think about being, being a graphic designer? Um, and there's a, um, a website that I use myself called Canva. So I'm just going to, Canva, um, amazing. Yeah, that's all free, um, mm-hmm. and and I've noticed that you know when people put stuff um, not only on social media but on their own website, you think it's been designed by a professional graphic designer, but it's actually been designed on Canva. Um, now I'm, I do think that will be useful for people who are interested in graphic design. So that could be primary school children or secondary school children. Um, you know, college students, and say you went for an interview for a graphic design job, you, you can you can show how you've you've used images and text, different fonts to 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 set something up beautifully in terms of colours and layout. It's good to have a play around. I mean, a lot of the most of the logos that I've made, I started off with something similar to Canva. It's called Pixart, P I C S A R T. It's mostly free, very similar to Canva. That's Shoes with Biscuit logo you see above you there, Rich. I made that by myself. I made that yeah. on, on, on Pixart, and I'm not a graphic designer. And it, it, it's very fun just to sit there and play with images and, and, and shapes and colors. And, exactly. Yeah, very, and your, your logo tells the story of what you do which is which is vital so so that's critical in terms of feedback um at the bottom of the website people can add their own ideas um Ah. so i'm just going to read a couple um now this is again interesting and it might be interesting for your listeners here um this feeds into what's called a google form so you can't see it on the website but as soon as they click on that it'll take them to a form and then they can put in their idea. And um, I'm just, I'll just read you a couple out that I've got. Um, so it, this person says, I'm going to read the whole lot out because it's quite nice. It's only two, two lines. Write a letter or send a random card. Receiving real letters is a lost pleasure. And it gives the postman and the postwoman a job as well. And when they're doing their job, they might smile or wave at someone, which is also nice. Everyone's a winner. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to. So the way that happens now is somebody send that in and then um, I'll, I'll do um, a post about that. So that's the mm. way it works. Um, in the future, I'm going to try and get and some of your listeners might be interested. I want some some people that are interested in blogging to be like people that are linked to this so they'll have some rights so they can create some posts as well so if there's anybody listening that's always fancied being a blogger then this might be quite nice for for you to do and i'll give you the training it'll all be free and imagine that on your cv some some blog posts i know there are a couple of young writers actually that, that listen to this show um that want to you know there's a few that write to me and want to be part of the biscuit but we need to put the infrastructure in place before we start taking young ones in. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. um, 
they, they might really appreciate this. So, yeah, if yeah, you're listening I, to this, get in touch with And them. also, um, you know, because I, I work with students um, and in schools, I've got the, the, the check, the security check. So, you know, they'd be able to email me. So it, w- it wouldn't just be somebody that's um, a random person because you've got to be very careful with that sort of stuff as well. Um, I'm going to read you another one. Um, sign a petition to stop the Norwegian experiments on minke whales at change.org. So somebody's feeling very passionate there about the fact that um, in some countries, whales are, are actually killed and there's a petition on a particular site. And now that's quite an interesting site. People might like to look at that, change.org. Um, and you, you, you just you can sign up. It's all free. And basically, you can sign petitions. And I've done a blog post about petitions um, on the site to tell you a little bit more about it. So, so petitions, yeah. online petitions are really important. Um, and the blog post, if people want to have a look, it's called Petition People. And I'll just read you what it says. In our world, there are things that you agree with and things that you disagree with. If you feel sad or cross about something, um, you can sign an online petition. So the way I try and write them is um, in a sort of way to get people to think, really. Mm -hmm. Um, And I try not to lecture too much. That's the other thing. You You know, I feel very, very strongly about animal rights but i i try not to say you know you must do this or you mustn't do that because what moisturizer you know, are you wearing do you know what they do with that <laughs> it's, yeah it's, so i i do think carefully before i do the blog post and if anybody wants to get involved with this that would be part of the training really you know yeah. you, it's got to be a bit of a conversation to get them to think in the first in in the first part of it I've, I feel very strongly about that, Richard. Of course, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm the conversational king of Shropshire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, very very important stuff. Um, I've seen you on Instagram as well. I literally just followed you on with my USUK account, my USUK account. Um, so uh, guys, go to Thirty Mins of Good on Instagram and 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 give it a good follow. Follow what you guys do because I'd like this idea to grow. I really would because it does have, have huge. Uh, international potential because people can do this all around the world and it starts off important conversations conversation is important because it gets people talking about the most important issues um so yeah uh, i think this is amazing richard oh thank you i'm gonna leave you with um a quote from morgan freeman who i've done a blog post about it you might like to look at but he said how do you how do we change the world and um the answer to that is one act of kindness at a time. Mm. So, you know, people get so worried about the future and they feel powerless. Um, so what Morgan's saying is that, you know, don't focus on the fact you're powerless. Just focus on what power you've got. And we've mm. all got some power, especially in the online world where we can, you know, email an MP for a start um, in a a democracy. We can add our names to petitions and we can create websites or blogs or podcasts as you're doing. So perhaps let's just focus on the fact we've all got some power as opposed to 
feeling powerless in our modern society. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, well, guys, I, I've, I'm, I really enjoyed speaking to you, Richard. Maybe um, in, a, in a while we can get you back on and find out how things have progressed. I really like that. I, I definitely really enjoyed our conversation about e-security. I think that's very, very important. And maybe we can have a discussion with a parent or something at some point. I just think these are just important things to keep talking about, I think. Yeah, I mean, we could do one live from a school if you want. That would be quite interesting if we get the head teacher's p- permission. So that would be quite a nice, lively podcast for you. So I'm quite happy to do that um, Maybe, in September. Yeah. And we can find a school. If there's any teachers there or head teachers that listen to this, perhaps you can um, email Alex, and that might be something that would be really interesting. You know, it would give the, the children and the parents chance to, to express their worries and also some tips you know I, I sometimes think uh there's almost like too many experts out there so you know there's an expert about everything and sometimes we ignore the fact that 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 there are some experts um in terms of parents because they're going through the process of bringing their children up amazing rich you've been amazing honestly i've really enjoyed speaking to you um i'll need to tell you uh, about something that uh, i'm doing in september as well uh rich yeah. um in so on, 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 words oh, at 9 a.m on the 29th of september uh, i'm going to be going live in a podcast and i'm not going to stop for 24 hours wow. 9, 9 a.m on the 30th of september which is international podcast day we will stop but for 24 hours i'll be live 12 hours of the shoes with biscuit and 12 hours of you suck us uk the podcast i do uh, we're going to be doing this to raise money for lingen davis um and we are we're still looking for sponsors uh, if there are any companies out there that would like to sponsor and now we've had a few get in touch there's a few get in touch there's loads of spaces left though um get in touch with us because we're selling sponsored hours for a hundred pound donation for the charity uh we'll get in touch we can talk we can talk you know there's, there's, there's that's a minimum donation but we can talk uh and get involved because on that hour you'll get your hour sponsored by Alex Whiteley or whoever the company is, and we'll yeah. display your logos. Uh, we're very excited. We've, the, the Shoes with Biscuits schedule is nearly full. We've got some amazing names getting um, in, in touch. Um, we've got uh, Charlie Adlard. We've got Marcus Bean. Uh, we've got the mayor. He's coming to speak to us for an hour. Um, we've got so many people. Beth Heath is going to come as well. Um, so we've got, and we have a venue. The the, uh, the the Reach Community Hub, thanks to Shrewsbury Town, the community. And we have our main sponsor in Reach. Um, so we're very excited about this. Um, and I hope you guys join us um, and get involved. Uh, you can you can get in touch with us via our website, which is the shrewsburybiscuitpodcast.co.uk. Uh, there is a, a bit there where you can get in contact with us. And that website is made for us by our friends at Web Orchard. Um, so, yeah. Richard, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And hopefully some of the tips will be useful to your listeners. Um, yeah, absolutely. And we'll, we'll do, I'd love to do a feature episode. I want to get in touch with the school and see if we can do a good feature on e-security. I think it's very important. Very important indeed. Thanks, Alex. Thank you very much, guys. And we'll catch you next time. Peace out.